Hello, Queen, and welcome to the Modern Frida Podcast. If you're looking to feel more empowered, then you've come to the right place. Join me weekly as we talk all things love, life, and art business strategy to empower you to embody your higher self and feel more fearless and confident as you run your business. I'm your host, Jennifer V. Hartley, artist and empowerment coach. Hello loves and welcome to another episode. Today I want to talk about what I thought working for myself would be like versus what it's really like. Maybe it'll shed some light on you art queens because we're queens up in here. Art queens who really want to make it a legit business, you know, really want to work for themselves and make it consistent income. I started my journey painting in 2014 I did it for a couple of years. I didn't expect it to ever really become a business for me. I just really enjoyed painting. It just was like a hobby for me. It wasn't until I started making, creating flower crowns in 2016 and things started to take off that I really realized, oh, I really love creating. I love being an artist. Like I would, I was at the time going to college and I had a full-time job. I worked at a gas station as a manager and I was going to school part-time and all I can think about when I was at work or when I was at school was oh I can't wait to go home and create I can't wait to paint I just want to paint I just want to create flower crowns that's all I wanted to do but I still kept on I completed my associate's degree in business it was by then that I realized I only want to create I really want to to make it to see if I can make it make it with painting I almost didn't though. I graduated with my associates and I began my fall semester at CU. I was going to get a degree in computer science. And midway of the semester, I was like, fuck this. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. The only reason I was there was because everybody around me was like, you know, it's just be safe. Get a degree. It'll pay off. You know, to me, it was more the safe routes and I've never been one to take the safe route. I remember I was listening to a podcast one morning in October and the girl was saying how, you know, are you, are you living your life? Are you living your family's or friend's life? Something of that sort. The day I really said, fuck this, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. And at that time I had started coaching. I has like barely started becoming aware of the industry and learning about it. My last job, like my last legit nine to five job, I guess if you want to call it, was in May. I was a work study student at college and I really loved it. I enjoyed it so much. I loved the people, but obviously I couldn't keep working there because it was a student um, work study position. I didn't work that summer because me and my, for y'all who don't know, me and my partner lo- own a lawn care business. So I stayed home and helped out with that. So meanwhile, doing some events with my crowns. At that point, I was already starting to really get burned out by it, but that's a story for another day. And I, we decided that I wouldn't be going back to work to a normal nine to five job because up until that point, I, would, I was only lasting a month to a month or two months at each job. After I quit the gas station job and after I left, so after that, I just literally jumped from job to job until I found, until I started working at college. So if you're in college, 
I would highly recommend working on campus. It really made the difference for me. Um, but after that, it was kind of like I found it pointless because I personally found that I would make more money off my art in a week than I would working for anybody else as a part-time because I was only getting like $200 every two weeks. And I could literally make that in a day. You know, it just takes, it's a different effort. And that's the thing I wanted to get into is that ever since I graduated high school and I started working for the people, all I ever wanted to do was work for myself. That was my dream. It was, I don't care what I was doing. And that's one part, one reason I quit going to school as well was because the degrees didn't matter to me. I wasn't going to work for anybody else. I was going to do what I wanted to do. So why the hell was I going to continue to go to college or the university at that point if at the end of the day, I was still graduated or not, I was going to work for myself. I was going to find a way. So once I got introduced to the coaching industry, I realized, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my art. This is how I'm going to work for myself. With the support of my partner, I dove right in. It was, I kind of took the rest of the year off, November and December, to really just, I don't know, just take a break from everything. I went and visited my family. Once January came, I really hit the ground running. And I really dove into the coaching, you know, um, building out my program, sending out my first clients. All the meanwhile, though, I was struggling because every day I felt this pressure. I felt this pressure. At first, it was, I felt like a fraud. I felt like a shame almost. I felt like too privileged to be working for myself because I felt like even though I had worked since I was 13, I literally had a job ever since I was 13 all the way up until uh two year i guess a year ago technically and i felt like oh i i felt almost guilty for being able to work from home and enjoy it not have to wake up every morning to a dreadful job not having to worry about you know another company's bs and my partner was still is is still working for another company while we run our own business and for the longest time, I felt bad because I saw how they would get up every morning. They really didn't like their job. You know, all those things. And I kind of felt this guilt. Like, how can I be here at home enjoying my life, enjoying what I do? But other people are out there being miserable to nine to five jobs. So that's the first thing I let go was dropping the guilt, dropping the shame, letting go of it, and really owning what I did. But what I, I guess, the point of the episode is that what I thought working for myself would be versus what it's been like. Okay. So while I was in college, I remember sitting at my desk and thinking, wow, it'd be so amazing if I just worked for myself because then I could bust out dancing whenever I wanted to. I can create my own hours. If I wanted to, I can go out with my friends during the day and at night I could come home and work a couple of hours. I could... I mean, you name it. Like, I was like, oh, I could go into yoga in the morning and have a slow breakfast and then I would get to work and I would just feel really good all the time. (laughs) Oh, man. It was, I wouldn't say it was a dream, like a pipe dream, because a lot of it came to be. So that's how I imagined it, right? I just imagining it easy flowing, being very productive, always knowing what to do. Then came the moment. I I even had, now like, fast forward three months in March, February, I got my own place, finally, thank God. Um, so it was just me and my partner. And I struggled a lot with figuring out what to do, how to, what are the things that I need to be doing in my business? Because no one hands you a manual. 
No one hands you a manual and says, hey, this is how you're supposed to, what you're supposed to do when you work for yourself so you can make money and be happy doing it. No one, no one, there's not a manual out there. And even there's programs, like I have my own programs, like how to, um, my money-making art queen program right now, how to get more consistent sales in your business. And granted, there's programs like that, but the thing is, and why I am coached differently as well, is that everybody is different. Not everyone's going to work the same. Not everyone's going to have the same circumstances. Not everyone has the same business. I'll leave that towards the end, though. What's really changing the game for me. But going back to what it was like for me in the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. I kept hearing these things like, focus on your money-generating tasks. I'm like, okay, but what is that? Like, what do you mean by that? That's the thing. Everybody kind of withholds information from you. Or they'll say, don't focus on the content, on content creation. That's a waste of time. Or it doesn't really make you money. And it's an ego thing. It's like, okay, great. But what do I need to be doing? Like, what else can I be doing? I don't understand. Like, what is it that actually makes money? I feel like when you start working for yourself, it's really a journey of figuring out how you work, what works for you. It's a lot of, for me, it's been a lot of self-development, especially with someone who used to really be an overthinker and, you know, struggle with anxiety, isolation, things like that. It was more learning to deal with my emotions every day. So we are now in, let's see, it's August. It's been eight months since I really dove into my business. Every day, I wouldn't say it's been a struggle, but I've made sales, I've, made, I've done things, but you you get caught up on the online world. People giving their two cents, people talking about, if you're doing this and you're not doing it right, or um, they're not saying those exact words, but it really feels like that. It starts to feel like that. People, you feel like everybody sees through your your bullshit. Everybody sees that you're struggling. Like, is it, like if they've never struggled before, that's what it feels like. To when you begin this journey. It feels like everybody has the answers but you. Everybody has it figured out but you. And for me, it's gone to the point where I kind of hit my, my peak because I was so concentrated on coaching that I almost lost the artist part of me because even though I coach artists. It started to become a dread, right? Because even though I was still doing my morning routines, and I think routines are a great part of working for yourself but what happens when you wake up and you don't feel all right what happens when you wake up and it's an emergency what happens when you have to shift your day in order to accommodate something else that's really what it means to to work for yourself right to have the freedom to be able to make those changes but then we feel it's like we're so used to working restricted that it feels so weird to us it feels so uncomfortable it almost gets to us like how can it be so easy And that's what has been a struggle for me as working from home. It's like, it's not chaotic. It's not stressful. Like, yeah, I do have my days that I'm stressed out for one reason or another. But every day, it's not like when you work for a nine job, like it's not dreadful. I don't dread it. I don't wake up every day hating my life or, you know, feeling chained and restricted. It's the opposite. I feel complete freedom. I feel happy. I feel joyful. I feel like I can do anything and everything. But, you know, I still got to make money, right? I still got to make that bread. So for me, I'm finding out that when it comes to working for yourself, it's about really getting in touch with who you are, with how you function, 
when you your peak hours are, especially with people who, for someone who struggles with anxiety, stress, over feeling overwhelmed, feeling anxious for no reason. That's why it's important to be self-aware because when you wake, there's mornings you're going to wake up or maybe you're going to wake up feeling really great, but midday you crash and you have no reason, you don't know why, but all of a sudden you feel hopeless. What are you going to do then? What are you going to do when you're running a business? You know, you're trying to figure out how to maneuver it, how to really create a system that works for you because ultimately that's what you want to do. No one can do a manual because there is not one way to do it. And if anybody tells you differently, call them out on their bullshit. It's more, For me, it's more about empowering yourself to trust yourself in the decisions that you're making every day. And that the more, you know, as long as you do your best every day, you follow feels good, what feels good to you. I feel like you can't go wrong. I feel like you can, you can go wrong when you start to function from a place of what you think you should be doing, what you think others are doing. or what you It's about, like I said, finding, connecting with yourself. How do you function in the morning? What makes you happy? And then let me give an example with that. What I've been doing lately, changes I'm currently making in my business so I can actually focus, quote unquote, on the money-making tasks. I One, I realized I was really focused on the coaching that I let my art go, my art business go in a sense. Now that I've been focusing more on it, giving it more energy, I'm quickly making more sales again. And that's the thing, money is energy, right? And comes in a lot of ways, is expressed in a lot of ways. Energy is just thoughts as well. Like you can be thinking about the art, promoting it, creating listings on your shop, sharing it with your friends, sharing behind the scenes. It's like, it's not necessarily just creating the product. It's just giving more effort into it. And it doesn't mean overworking yourself. It doesn't have to come from that place. It's just putting more energy into it, being more mindful to it. Because when you just ignore it, it's how can you, if you're putting no energy, how can you expect anything in return from it? So I realized, okay, so a money generating task for me would be one, building connections, building relationships. You can't, especially as an artist, it's very important that you build those relationships, build those connections, build that community because you might think you need a hundred people to buy from you, but really sometimes it's the same people who are buying from you over and over and over again because they love your stuff so much. It's not about getting all the followers, about getting all the likes. You'd be surprised. I got in some leads from a post that got like 14 likes that from the outside perspective, you might've thought, oh, that post didn't do so well. But in reality, in reality, the numbers don't matter. It's, did it hit the right person? Did it, and that goes the same with your art piece or your things you're promoting. Like I was promoting some stickers recently and it got, like the picture got like seven likes. I had no comments on the post, but I got a sale from it. I had people sharing it and it's like, don't get caught up in the numbers. Don't get caught up on the comments on things like that. It's more about connecting. And that's the money generating task is, Building those connections, really engaging with people, building a community, because those people are the ones, the people who support you, that's where the gold is. That is where the gold is. Think about what's going to bring you in money. So if you have a commission, so I've been doing a lot of commissions lately and I was kind of putting them off in a sense because I was putting more energy into my coaching, but then I realized this is literally money in my hands. Like this is already sold. I just need to complete it to get the rest of the payment. 
So instead of focusing like my freaking whole day on coaching, my whole week, and then giving one day out of the week for my painting, that doesn't serve me at all. That doesn't help me because I see what's working with the paintings, you know, like how me showing up on Facebook, doing lives, things like that. That That's money generating for me because every single time I do a live or I just connect with people, someone finds their way to me and they either inquire about a crown or a flower uh, painting or coaching. That is a money drain generating task for me. So it's about finding what works for you. What do you see in your business that's really helping you bring in more sales? It's helping you get closer to your goal. And that's the thing. Ask yourself when you're doing something, is this helping me get closer to my goal? If you're still clueless, I would say just get a time and trust the process. Be patient with yourself because like I said, no one gives you a manual. And I think ultimate, I believe that ultimately, you know, people say you, your business can be whatever you want, however you want it to be. And it's true, but it's up to you to take that power to, to say, fuck what everybody else is doing. Fuck what I'm seeing online. What do I want my life to be like? What do I want to wake up to every day? What does a work day look like for me? Because we all had a vision of it when, before we, we got here. And that's another thing, actually, I want to bring up before I close this episode is that you might actually, you may already have what you so longed for. So for me, I longed for having my own place, working for myself. But then we get so caught up on onto the next thing that we don't even realize what we, that we already have what we so want desired. So for me, all I ever wanted was to work for myself. And here I am. And all I've been doing is stressing for the past like five months, even though I wasn't aware of it putting all this unnecessary pressure on myself, not really enjoying it, doing all this mundane shit that I thought I had to do. I feel like it's all been a blur, but it's more about taking control, being thankful of that you are finally where you want to be and really owning it. Sitting, taking a moment and saying, okay, I'm here. I'm grateful that I'm here. What did that look like for me? What did I want this to be? What do I want it to be? So for me, I... I'm a huge routine person, like morning and night routine. Talk another episode about that. But wake up, do some yoga, drink my tea, do some journaling, really spend the time grounding myself in the morning. And then I get into the the tasks that really require my most brain power. So if I need to send an email or I need to create um, something that just requires my brain, let's just put it that way. I'll do that in the morning. I won't get on my phone until at least noon, maybe 11, 11 noon. And then I'll get on Instagram and maybe I'll post and maybe I'll engage, do a couple of stories. Because then after, I feel like after me, after I get on my phone, it's just like game over. My my focus isn't really there anymore. So then I can do other things like creating because that that it's differently. I can relax a little bit more and not have to worry about specific things, if that makes sense. Like I don't have to think about wording or I don't know, it's just free flowing. And then after that, I bring my day to a close around four. Then I do dinner, then my night routine begins. And then basically after that, it's me time. But I'm in the, I'm in the midst of redoing everything I'm how I've been working and really focusing on being an artist first. Like how did I, going back to how I initially thought it would be, and really living up to that standard. So for me, it was creating a lot, enjoying creating. And then, of course, promoting, engaging, building community. So that's what I'm getting back to. So if you just started creating or working for yourself 
and you're feeling discouraged, you're like, okay, you feel clueless, you feel like you don't know what you're doing. I want you to really start connecting to yourself, paying attention to your habits, paying attention to when you do your best, when you feel your le- your lowest, when you feel to start to feel discouraged, like pay attention to your habits, how that affects your day, because ultimately you are your own boss. If you're not good, your business isn't good because you aren't, your business is an extension of you. So I hope this helped you a little bit. Like, you're not alone out there. We're all figuring it out. It's just when we're on Instagram, Facebook, we only see a snapshot of someone's life. So we don't really know what they might be dealing with, what their day looks like. You know, we tend to only share the good stuff. So be patient with yourself and realize that the answers will come to you. And I would say connect with others. That's really helped me a lot to put the pressure off myself. Like I didn't even know some coaches were still had their nine to five jobs. And that seemed a little bit more liberating for me because I felt like, okay, I don't have to be, I don't, that's another topic. Like I said, (laughs) so many things I could talk about. But be patient with yourself ultimately and and show yourself a lot of love because nothing happened overnight. A successful business never happened overnight. They take time to build. And ultimately, that's what your art business is. It's like any other business. Don't let anybody tell you to. It's like any other business. And if you think about it, uh, where do all businesses start? They start with an idea. They slowly, it's like they slowly, you know, they have their product and then they slowly start to market themselves. And it's all a process. It's all a process. Our business is not anything different. It's just better. <laughs> it's better because you're literally creating from your soul and basically you get to do what you love and get paid for it. And I guess other businesses are like that too, but I don't know. I feel like art is just the best. So yeah, let me know what your thoughts are on this. You can go and connect with me on Instagram at Jennifer V. Hartley. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Send me a DM. Let me know where you are in your entrepreneur journey, your artist journey. We'd love to chat with you about it. I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. Hey Queen, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, do leave us a review on iTunes letting us know. And if you'd like to connect more with the women tuning in, follow us at The Modern Fridas on Instagram. And if you'd like to get to know me more, then come connect with me at Jennifer V. Hartley. See you there.